As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, wow, Brian, emergency bod! Goran Dragic is a Brooklyn Niet. Very excited. we're talking about Goran's impact, Steve Smith's, Steve Smith, mm. Steve Nash's recruiting efforts. And also, I have, I have a thing about Ben Simmons I just, I need to say. Wow. And I think we all need to hear it. Love it. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself behind the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. Of subsidiary of the New York Times, Brian. <laughs> hey. Mike, did they tell you to, to say that or is that that's a natural? It's in our contract. It's in the but contract. We, <laughs> I don't know if people know this. So The Athletic got bought by the New York Times for $500 million. Four hundred and fifty million of that was the glue guys. That, it was, we were big. We were in the war room. We were mostly responsible for that deal. There were there were a lot of wraps and uh, and hummus plates. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of cold coffee. I was like, but is we this, got the deal done. Is this vegan hummus? Because I won't touch it if not. Hummus that was is part of the deal. Hummus is vegan. Mike, uh, we have news today. There's news. Not forget all the hummus talk. News bell. News bell. Yeah. Um. Wow. Actually. Whoa. Are my levels like crazy bad for you? They went up and down. I think we're okay. We're good. good. Okay. Okay. Write it out. Um, Very exciting news. Uh, If you're listening to this by now, you already know, and it's in the title of this episode, so it's not like we're surprising you by this. Not a spoiler alert. Mm. Goran Dragic, uh, one of the longtime successful point guards from Mm. the Phoenix Suns, and most notably the Miami Heat, he has decided to sign with your Brooklyn Nets, Brian. He did do that, didn't he? How do you feel? Give me your um, feelings, I feel, thoughts. you know, I'm glad. So I'll say like this. So for the first time ever, we waited until news happened to then podcast. I feel matured. And in a lot of ways, it's a parallel <laughs> to how Goran Dragic must feel being on his first truly taken, taking the pay cut to join the championship title team. It's just, you know, it's a, it's an elder statesman role. Um, he's a, a great candidate for it. I'm, I'm thrilled. Like I'm thrilled to be sharing the spotlight with Goran Dragic in this moment. 
um, it's a get. It's a big get. There's no two ways about it. People were coming, you know, there was a big thing in the hullabaloo about the Bucks getting him. You know, that seemed possible or whatever. Um, and and we just, you know, we get what we want, Mike. That's that's who the Nets are these days, okay? It doesn't matter all this riffraff about James Harden wanting to lead because of taxes and weather. Gordon Dragic um, understands the bigger picture. And uh, I think he made a smart decision here, Mike. How do you feel? Yeah, it's funny because even as there's all this like, oh, the Nets locker room is awful. Kyrie pushed out James Harden in a way. It's a disaster over there. There's so much discord. Guys still want to play in Brooklyn. You know, they just want to play here. They 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 want to succeed. They want to do well. Uh, they decide. Goran Dragic was the most desired buyout candidate in this yeah. season. There each year now, there's like one guy, guy, right, that comes out. He was the guy. And it's funny if we retrace the steps. The stories begin. Of course, he get, it, the trade deadline. He gets traded to, I believe, Toronto, or he was in Toronto and gets traded to he, San Antonio. He did like five games in Toronto. Yeah. He did five games to Toronto to start the year. So, if, by the way, if, if anyone sees statistics on Goran Dragic this year is averaging eight points and one assist and one rebound, those are five games. And even at that time, I think he knew he probably wasn't going to be playing along for the team. Mm. So let's not count those let's stats. Not. Let's look let's deeper not. into his, his past. But it came out, Adrian Wojnarowski, and this is no shots at Woj. He's great at his job. But he immediately came out with his tweets of the Milwaukee Bucks are front runners to get Goran Dragic. They're going to do everything they can to get Goran. That that so is those kind of aggressive. You know, there's times when Woj is tweeting something not from his opinion, but because he wants to push a line from a general manager or even an agent, right? And it felt like it was very aggressive. Woj tweeting in in like support of the Milwaukee Bucks getting Goran Dragic. Why he does that, I don't really know in this circumstance. And I got a little sad because I was so excited for Goran Dragic. You and I discussed, I believe we discussed in the uh, James Harden, Ben Simmons trade, we, we literally immediately, immediately talked about Dragic going to the Nets and how great that would be. So I was very sad that he wasn't going to be here. Um, and then Mark Stein... And I think a few others write stories the day before today, writing about, oh my gosh, Steve Nash is making a personal plea mm-hmm. to his ex-backup point guard, Goran Dragic. And wow, Steve Nash got his man. Hey, Gordy. So exciting. Hey, Gordy, how you doing, bud? That's <laughs> <laughs> just going right into, into Glue Guys Theater. Um, yeah, Brian and I aren't going to do it. I'm do not it. as... So Brian could nail both the Canadian accent and the Slovenian I know you can. A boot? Right. I don't know. I think you could I think I you can do it by yourself. I think this could be a one man show. <laughs> I the Canadian one is I, I just go to a Minnesotan version. I just go, Oh hey bud, want some pop? You know? <laughs> that's that's where you I, love pop is your pop. like keystone for yeah, a lot Minnesota, of your little pop. northern Midwest accents. <laughs> <They> drink pop. <laughs> when you pull up a chair, get a pop. Yeah, so you got it. And and Slovenian I mean, we all could do. We've all seen Taken. Yeah, you just go Russian. All, I mean, you just yeah. you just throw it right into the Russian bin. But it didn't it didn't feel right at this moment with uh, <laughs> no. Russian Ukraine to doing a Russian true. accent on the show. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to do Glue Guys Theater, but okay. Steve Nash got his guy. Yeah, got his man. This is a big deal for basketball, Mike. And this is you know again after James Harden dragged Brooklyn's name through the mud on the way out the door, you know, and here I am paying too much in rent. Can't park my car anywhere. You know, it's cold. You know, you're just 
You go outside for God a walk. Damn it, it's cold out there. <laughs> it's cold as cold I can't as heck. Park my bud. car. It's you know colder than a witch's. Trying to pop open my pop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like in Fargo in the scene where uh, William H Macy, like his his uh, father in law, like rejects his deal and like takes it from him or whatever, and he's just like scraping the ice off his windshield. <laughs> I'm reminded now, you know, why I pay so much rent. It's because and and wait for this and wait for the subway and can't park my car. It's because. I get Goran Dragic in the buyout season, okay? That's why I do it. Because <laughs> my team gets Goran Dragic in February when it's time to get buyout candidates. Right? Is that on the brochure to Brooklyn? <laughs> you it. won't be able to park, but you'll get buyouts. So you get your buyouts. You get your Blake Griffins and your Goran Dragic's. I, I will. Let's the basketball. You know, it is exciting. I, I think. I think there are some people that are underrating this. Because they hadn't watched Goran in a number of years. You know, it's been a few years since he was like the leading man in Miami for those teams. But here's who I remember of him. I'm not even referencing him like many, many years ago when it looked like he was a max candidate, which I think he basically got the max when he went from Phoenix to Miami. I know his last year on his last contract was 19 million. So I don't know where Where that that falls in the the fault lines of the NBA. But. He is a, a pick and roll maestro. He is an off ball shooter. He can actually he's the he's a good enough point guard that he can push Kyrie or Patty Mills or Ben Simmons anyone else off the ball to let them do off ball work. He can relieve that pressure in a big way, but he also can play off the ball. So if there's times when, you know, Kyrie's handling it or Kevin Durant's handling it, which they're going to be most of the time, Goran can be Goran's a really solid three-point shooter. He has been over his career. Um, I can pull up the statistics. I do have them in front of me. Ooh, but he averages 13.9 points and 4.8 assists. And shoot, shooting splits have been just a year ago. This was just a year ago. 43% from the field, 30, 37% from three, 83% from the free throw line. Mm. He's always been a slightly above average to a very good shooter. From season to season. Mm-hmm. That is a perfect piece. This team needed a ball. Don't you think that they, I thought they needed like another true ball handler and oh, Javon yeah. Carter, who was cut, wasn't going to be cutting it. That was, you know, in, we, we talk about D Sloan, Javon Carter, I feel like in years to come will be, you know, part of the, whatever that <laughs> milieu of, of Nets point guards have been. What's shout, the proper, there's the hall of fame. Yeah. It's not a hall of shame. It's, it's just a, um, I feel, a stairwell of mediocrity. You know, I love, I love guys like that. I love that Javon Carter never lost faith in himself. You know, he was the same guy from beginning to end, um, you know, bless up to Javon. So no, no disrespecting him on the way out. Uh, but it is an upgrade. It is an upgrade, a bona fide upgrade for sure. Um, and as we talked about earlier, you know, the role is particularly well suited for uh, Goran because of this, you know, we don't want to go into mandates or whatever. Let's not get derailed. But because one of our star players is not playing home games, he's in a very interesting spot in his career where he is like one season removed from having like an insanely notable uh, bubble season. Like he was one of the reasons that. You know, Miami Heat fans will say that they got to the finals that year in, in the bubble year. Uh, so, like, he was, you know, maybe peaking at, like, 33, 34 um, 
you know, he had one other not as good season in which they got swept by the Bucks and in the uh, playoffs. So they didn't it didn't persist. And there is some like, hmm, is he has that has the injuries caught up with him, so on and so forth. But it's in a nice it's a nice fit because of how many minutes are on the table as like basically a starter uh, to kind of exercise all the options to see if there is just a little bit of you know weird Chris Ball old man magic still still left in the in the dragon mike it's a good fit yeah and and that's exciting and uh shout out to i think it's at taz 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 jason taz lodidis mm. i believe it is uh brooklyn finally got their swamp dragon of course oh. goron Dragic goes by the nickname dragon uh and it's exciting that the nets finally have a swamp dragon I think part of the Steve Nash, so we believe that the Steve Nash pitch was highly influential. Oh, right? I think it was the reason. You know, they were best buds for a minute. And we talked about this on our show. And I think Steve listens, so I don't appreciate it. Shout, Shout out to Friend of the show, Steve Nash. Yep. Um, hey, buddy. Uh, he, <laughs> part of the pitch, whether the vaccination status, like you talked about, is uh, he's Kyrie's not getting vaccinated, but whether the mandates open up or not. Hey, Goron, you may be the starter. You may be starting for the Brooklyn Nets for wow. more than half of their games for the rest of the year, maybe into the round one and round two of the playoffs. Yeah. that That is – so why buyout guys take certain positions? <laughs> it's connections to a certain team or the role that they're going to have. Because for the most part, the money – there's no, like, difference in money. Goran was being offered a minimum contract across the league. Everyone was giving him a minimum deal because everyone's above the cap. So there's nothing else to offer Goran Dragic. You can offer him this minimum deal and you say, but here's these other things. The other things is the playing time, the role. And I think this team needed – so where I put Goran is in that Patty Mills class. Where like when the Nets signed Patty Mills, it felt so correct because he brings a certain like joie de vivre to Ooh, the team in a really big way. I you spoke French. He's got cojones. And this is, a multi- this is a multilingual deal. Wow, you're a real renaissance man. And it was a real carpe diem, you know, for the Nets. <laughs> Latin, a dead language. You're a yeah, genius. You. <laughs> um, it, it, the, it was a, there's, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if you can you hear the truck? smoke alarms oh, good. going out. <laughs> smoke alarms <laughs> going off in my uh, in-law's kitchen in the basement. Yeah, I have a crazy. Little midday I, I bacon. I have here. What are you guys making here? Got the flat top cooking? I'm not sure, but yeah. where my office is above their kitchen and so I my, smell everything they cook. Yeah. Which is not stay safe out there, Mike. Don't you know? Don't just <laughs> don't just burn up for the podcast, okay? Um, Patty Mills is a winner, and he's won a championship. Goron has not won a championship, but Goron's—I put him in the winner category. Like there were two point guards that were out there: Goron and Eric Bledsoe. Mm. Eric Bledsoe actually, if Eric Bledsoe's mentally okay and ready to handle the moment, is maybe a more useful point guard. Because he's a better defender at this point in his career, he's a bigger body. You know, he's an athletic marvel, um, but he hasn't been very good, and he's been awful in the playoffs. Goran is thirty five, thirty six years old, 35. and you know he he could it could be there could be a chance that he's actually done, and we're just not prepared for it. Yeah, but I am. I would rather bet on that winning pedigree yeah. than. You know, what's Eric Bledsoe really going to give this team? And in hindsight, too, like looking back at this in in chorus with the James Harden thing, um, I like going into the second half of the season with a little bit of, even if it's old guy, new energy, it's like new guy energy, you know, even on the nights where, you know, just going, like I went to that Wizards game, um, Ooh. which was fun. Um, 
And, but it was like, you know, it's like, oh, this is going to, this is going to pewter out if we don't get an influx of some kind of new energy person to watch. Like Seth Curry and Andre Drummond were good, were fun to watch for the first two or three games or whatever, but it's like, we need more of that energy to, to kind of like bolster this thing into because we actually need wins at this point that's what i'm sort of trying to say we can't like just continue to (laughs) not not win games um and new i feel like i you know the unproven i I, you know i I, or new team energy um of ben simmons i mean obviously he's got a whole project that's that's bigger than than what goran's working on but you know just having a lot of that uh new guy energy i feel like is is super helpful and also it's helpful for us as fans to continue to stay engaged because like you know we as we've been talking about it is really hard to watch these home games at times just knowing that there is a voluntary absence here that informs a lot of it and i you sense a weird like drain at those games it's hard to describe and having gone to a couple of them now it is like kind of palpable it's like these aren't these aren't the real games um yeah <laughs> you know. i think that's good that is going to shift i think Ke- so too. i think it, kevin durant i should we should say his grandmother passed away and condolences to kevin so we don't know when if durant i had believed before then that durant was going to come back in this first game post all-star break and i thought ben simmons would be playing this first game thursday night tnt against the celtics i thought that he would be playing i mean he's on the court we know that he is on the court uh Kyrie's there obviously Kyrie's not going to play a home game against boston um i think once kevin durant and ben simmons are on the floor there's going to be a a jolt of energy yeah but but you're right that this team like <laughs> they need to win basketball games. They're currently eighth right now in the East. They are two and a half up over the Charlotte Hornets, uh, who was the ninth seed. They are but they are two back of the Toronto Raptors, and they are two and a half back from the Boston Celtics, who are the sixth seed. They played the Celtics twice in a matter of like two weeks, essentially. Um, one game's on the road, one game's at home. So those are important games. They also play the Raptors twice in a back-to-back on a Monday and a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. One's in Toronto and one's at home. Um, the, and Kyrie's not going to play in either of those because he can't go over the border. Let's do this real quick. Let's take a quick break. And oh. coming back, we're going to wrap up. I have a Ben Simmons thought for okay, you. Okay, great. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back, Bri. 
Any other Goran Dragic's thoughts before we nope, get to Ben Simmons? I'm all out. Fresh out of takes. Okay. Here's my Ben Simmons thing, and I just want to say this. It's an important thing to say while we're all here in this moment. Okay. okay? Oh. There's a psychological effect oh when a guy like Ben Simmons joins your team. Okay. okay. The psychological effect, particularly in the way that James Harden uh, basically threw up all over the Nets fans on his way out of town, threw up, is to the guy that the Nets are getting. That's our guy now. We're going to defend him, particularly in this moment. This is a very heated trade from both sides. I don't know if you saw. I was watching when the Ben Simmons press conference when he was when he was sitting next to Steve Nash and Sean Marks. He. Uh, I was watching on NBC Sports Philly, and the comment section on there was disgusting about Ben Simmons. <laughs> like it was, it was horrific. Okay. Like the live stream of it on the YouTube. There's the comments thread. It was disgusting. They hate Ben Simmons. I do understand why they do. Eh. A lot of it's like completely gross, but yeah. I understand it. We hate James Harden. What? Because he. I don't. I just don't. I, I got no hate. I think my a heart. lot of people I'm, hate James. Harden. I'm a Christian. Like through and through, and I have no hate, no hate in my heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. Apologies, but, Reverend. Yeah. <laughs> you dare? Um, um, so I understand there's like this natural feeling to defend Ben Simmons on all fronts. He's our guy. Nets fans did it with D'Angelo Russell. They did it with Kyrie Irving. They did it with James Harden. Mm. And now they're doing it with Ben Simmons. I'm not saying... This isn't to say we shouldn't give this person a chance. Give him a chance. Fresh start. Part of the great thing about coming to a new team is that they have a fresh start with the fan base. The fan base is a fresh start with them. We can begin to appreciate their game. I remember what it was like when James Harden came to Brooklyn and he was playing the the game the right way, sharing the ball, being unselfish. And you and I had many conversations on this podcast, the glue guys, Hmm. about how... um, Great it was to appreciate James Harden because for so many years, watching those Rockets teams, they were the most boring team in the NBA. Yeah, It was disgusting to watch. Yeah, it was so bad. it was fun to appreciate James Harden. Um, all I want to say about Ben Simmons is like, let's appreciate him. Let's support him, right? Give him support. Okay. But we don't have to be his public defenders. Mm, we don't have sure. to be going to Manhattan Criminal Court defending <clears throat> J- uh, Ben Simmons in the uh, Twitter public court of appeals. Yeah. I feel like you're talking directly to me because I went way out on a limb <laughs> when we got Kyrie Irving. I was like, he's a chill bro based on one interview. And there's parts of that that I don't agree with anymore. But <laughs> what I took. But I What's your you Kyrie know. Irving feelings now? <laughs> I mean, chill is not I wouldn't say chill. That's that's not how I would describe him. But No? How would you describe him? <laughs> don't don't do this to me, Mike. Don't What do you what do yeah. you think about him? I don't know. I don't oh, talk to you that much. Oh, I think I think he's um you know, Mike, don't, you know what I think of Mike. <laughs> don't, don't do this. He's a free thinker, um, but right? I like, I I like what, you're, what you're saying. Cause I, you know, I watched some guy on Twitter, uh, put a James Harden Jersey in a trash compactor and be like, yeah, F, F that Jersey. And it's like, you know what? In like, he, he really, he wasn't around long enough to really build that tight of a, it's just an interesting symbolic yeah. thing to like wear a guy's Jersey. And then when you get rid of him, like, yeah, like I wanted to love you forever. And then I can't now. <laughs> it's a really strange, um, compulsion. Um, that I've never, I've never been that far. Plus also like 20 years from now, that Harden jersey is going to be like funny. That's a cool jersey to have in the, in the quiver, you know, if you're, if you're still collecting in 20 years. Um, yeah, I've thought about like, do I hop in and buy the discount Harden jersey just because I do want to have that? 
But really, it was such an ugly exit. I'm not that interested in wow in having the the hardened. See, like, I don't I, know what a comparable I, is. Did we ever have this like big enough of a version of this fight where like I just don't blame James Harden for leaving at all? Like I just don't. I don't. I don't hate. I, I have no qualms with his impatience for leaving. You have none. I have There's zero. A- the only thing that I disliked was that there was the taxes and the weather thing about New York. That's that's <laughs> that made you mad. That was the only thing that grinded. Because you're a big tax guy. You love, I love taxes. I love a high tax rate. You know, people, it's an unpopular position, but I like to keep it nice and high, <laughs> especially for the working man. I like to give it nice and high. I, can I just say this podcast started with you complaining about parking and subways, and now you like high taxes? <laughs> Where's your tax money going, Brian? I, I'm just well. I want it to be more efficient. That's that's all I can say. Um, sure. I no, I'm that. just. I have I have the same amount of lack of patience for other people. Like if somebody's making my life hard, like in the way that like Kyrie is for James Harden, it's like eh, like moving on. That's it. I'm over it. I can't. I'm not going to stick around for you to figure things out. You know, whatever. Well, I am surprised. You know, we talk so much about Kyrie traits over the season. There was never a discussion near the trade deadline of. It seemed obvious. James Harden was upset with the Kyrie Irving situation. He was upset that Kyrie wasn't going to become a full-time player. And if he's upset about that, that's only on how Kyrie handled it because the Nets the Nets had no ability to make Kyrie a full-time player. They made him a part-time player, right? They had no ability to give him a shot. That was up to Kyrie Irving. So I'm surprised that there was never like a moment where they did say, like Kevin Durant, Steve Nash, and James Harden have a meeting, and they said, hey, uh, James, if we trade Kyrie, will you be happy? If we trade him for like something decent, like let's say Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley, <laughs> would you be okay staying? You know, And if, if, if they could say, he was like, yes, give me full-time players. That's all I want. And if they had done that. But that was never a discussion. <clears throat> it's it's you know? it's like uh in my mind like i think it's like if somebody's being unreasonable then there's like it's just uh it puts everybody in a dis- in a bad position but anyways this is all this is supposed to be about simmons we can't we can't go and re- actually this is yeah. kind of related to this though because you have qualms about james harden leaving that i don't and yet you're you're trying to say we should not have qualms about ben simmons if if the ben simmons thing doesn't work out is that where that is no headed? yeah so what i'm saying is i i use the phrase to you god him up Okay. Got him up. Let's is that a, let's is not that a make phrase him that's out there, or did you make that up? Go- I think I'm a, you know okay. I'm a originator of it. idioms. <laughs> it's a it's a really nice one. Yeah. Is that what an idiom is? I don't or think am so. I an idiot of idioms. Sorry. There's a natural inclination to sort of put people on pedestals when they come to your team. A superstar level guy, like oh, like we did with Kyrie. He's misunderstood. Look, his teammates always love him. Whenever he leaves a place, oh, the Boston Celtics are still hugging him when he comes to play in Boston. I think we can justifiably say the Kyrie experience is what it is. He's an incredibly gifted player. He can be beloved in the locker room, but he makes personal decisions which affect an entire team, and he's unreliable. Ben Simmons, he's coming into this team. I'm excited about who he is as a basketball player. I think there's a good chance... It's not going to be smooth sailing. I think there's a very good chance there's going to be some personal issue between him and whether it's Steve Nash at some point or another player. Not like a bad one. It just won't be like he's not the perfect person. And we tend to sort of look at these guys who come on our team and say we forgive their sins and look at only their possibilities when we should trust of who they are. You know, like 
a person will will tell you who they are. They'll show you who they are by through their actions, right? Mm. Through Ben Simmons' actions, you know, he's also kind of an unreliable person. So we should accept that. And this is about expectations, right? Mm -hmm. We as a fan base should have expectations that it's not going to be perfect. So then you have to accept that it's not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And if you're ready for sort of a, a rocky road, if I could pick an ice cream flavor. Okay. You're gonna be more. You're gonna be happier than if you're expecting perfection. Mm. You know what I mean. I I know I'm not really it is, crystallizing no, that it's, point like, it's a, like a fine it's, ginger. It's not a kind but. of. It's a tough one to crystallize too. Because I mean, I do think. I mean, my assessment of Ben Simmons, and I know we got to go here. You get a you get a hard yeah. out at four. We're we're getting into. Should we just actually yeah, end okay. it? Should we just like let's well, just end give, it. give me your give me your final thought. Um, I think that Ben Simmons came about his like asserting his boundaries so uncomfortably. I don't actually believe that. I think he's like experimenting with being the rooster, the, the, the alpha. And that's, I don't think he comes by that naturally. That's not my sense of him. So I'd actually be surprised if he wasn't like going to fall into rank here under, under Kevin Durant's leadership. But I think it's actually kind of better for the whole situation. Now there's just no confusion about who's the rooster in this barnyard, Mike. Uh, <laughs> whereas, whereas uh, Harden, I think, you know, felt that was unclear and maybe rightly so based on how everything was going. So um, yeah, anyways, that's all to say, like, I, again, I agree with you that, like, in general, just as a as a life principle, not to deify people. I think that's what you what you mean by by godding up. Godding up. Yeah. Deify is a better term. It's a real word for that. Um, exactly. I, I, it came to me. And I was excited to use it. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So agreed on all points, except for the fact that you don't like James Harden anymore, which is, you know, I think you've. You're getting distracted. Getting distracted. The, the only thing to not like about him is that he talked bad about our tax rates. <laughs> I tell you, I love where our tax rates are. I love them. I love those tax <laughs> rates. Mike, get us out of here. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. This was a super fun pod. We're going to talk so much more about the Nets coming up this week. Just a quick Nets, one. Celtics. I Hopefully we find out what's going on with Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons before that Celtics game. I guarantee if they play, we'll have a pod. Yeah, who? Right afterwards, uh, find us on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall at theathletic.com slash glue guys. Subsidiary of the New York Times. Brian. Michael, we're out of here. Bye. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.